Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, we'll be discussing SpaceX's plans to launch not just one, but two Falcon 9 missions on Sunday. We'll also cover how these launches mark significant milestones in Starlink's progress, including an improvement in satellite delivery capabilities that SpaceX has yet to disclose. Now, to top it off, we'll also discuss how Starlink is poised to step into new roles in geopolitics, as indicated by Elon Musk's latest interactions online. Now, SpaceX kicked off Sunday with a bang, launching the largest batch of second-generation Starlink satellites from the West Coast. And the liftoff was particularly noteworthy as it took place at Vandenberg Space Force Base in California, marking a change in SpaceX's usual launch sites. The Falcon 9 rocket soared into the skies with 22 satellites in tow. That's important, making it the first time a Falcon 9 has carried such a heavy payload of second-generation V2 mini satellites from this location. And until now, West Coast missions had been limited to deploying between 15 and 21 Starlink satellites, depending on their designated orbit. Now, this begs the question, how has SpaceX managed to increase its satellite carrying capabilities? The company hasn't explicitly stated whether this is due to a performance upgrade in the Falcon 9 or a possible reduction in the total weight of these satellites. But whatever the reason, this increase in capacity could set a new standard for future launches for SpaceX. Now, the launch set for later on in today and Sunday from Cape Canaveral Space Force Station aims to put another 23 satellites into orbit. Interestingly, this would be a back-to-back -back launch event, making it a doubly special day for SpaceX and Starlink enthusiasts alike. Now, this dual launch represents a significant advancement in SpaceX's Starlink project, setting new milestones in terms of both the number of satellites launched and the technological capabilities of the rocket and possibly the size of the satellites and the weight of the satellites. Now, Falcon 9's first stage booster for this mission, identified by tail number B1075, is far from a newcomer, though. Having entered service earlier this year, this seasoned booster veteran has already undertaken seven missions, starting with carrying 51 older generation Starlinks into orbit, it proceeded to launch the Tranche Zero Flight 1 mission for the U.S. Military Space Development Agency. Following that, it participated in four more Starlink delivery missions. And in most recent flight history before today's launch was on September 25th, revealing a 34-day turnaround. And after detaching from the Falcon 9 second stage, B-1075 made a successful landing on the drone ship, Of Course I Still Love You, stationed off the coast of Baja, California. And this reusability factor of Falcon 9's first stage boosters not only reduces costs, but also exemplifies SpaceX's commitment to sustainable space exploration. It's not just a technological marvel, but also an economic strategy that has revolutionized space travel. Now, the safe landing of the booster for the seventh time indicates this amazing build and the reliable performance. And these are factors that make SpaceX the leader in commercial space right now. Now, post-launch, the 22 Starlink satellites were slated for deployment just over an hour into the flight, and with their successful release, the total number of Starlink satellites in orbit now nears the 5,000 mark, a stat provided by Jonathan McDowell, an astronomer who tracks such activities. In the past year alone, SpaceX has completed 25 orbital missions from Vandenberg, averaging one launch approximately every two weeks. And if we include launches from Cape Canaveral, SpaceX has performed 89 orbital missions in the last 365 days, averaging one launch every 4.1 days. That's absolutely incredible 
compared to old space. Now, the increasing number of Starlink satellites provides not only improved global internet coverage, but also points towards SpaceX's growing dominance in the commercial space launch market. Now, Elon Musk's recent interactions on social media indicate Starlink's evolving role in global affairs. And with communication networks severely disrupted in Gaza due to ongoing conflicts, Musk has said that SpaceX aims to provide connectivity to internationally recognized aid organizations in the region. While it's uncertain whether any Starlink terminals are currently in Gaza, Musk assured that his company would support communication links for aid groups. His replies to public figures like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the International Telecommunication Union showed that Musk is aware of the dire situation and the need for reliable communications during such uh, crises. Now, in situations where traditional networks fail or are intentionally disabled, Starlink could provide a lifeline for emergency services and humanitarian missions. Now, this marks a huge step for SpaceX and Starlink as it demonstrates the platform's capacity for broader applications beyond commercial use, potentially serving as a vital tool in geopolitical and humanitarian crises. Now, as this becomes part of the global communications fabric, the ethical implications of its involvement in humanitarian and geopolitical crises comes to the forefront. Now, this announcement from Elon Musk to aid organizations in Gaza speaks volume about this evolving role of Starlink. The decision has generated discussions on the ethical responsibilities that come with controlling such a powerful communications tool. And Musk's interactions with political figures and international organizations suggest a growing recognition of the need for ethical governance in the use of Starlink technology. And while SpaceX's primary goal may be commercial, the system's capabilities offer unique advances in crisis situations where conventional communication channels are compromised or are just unavailable. However, such involvement also raises questions about how these technologies could be regulated, particularly when they cross into the domain of international politics and human rights. And who holds SpaceX accountable in these situations? The discussion is complex and likely to become more so as private companies like SpaceX continue to break new ground in what was once the exclusive purview of national governments. Now, the challenge moving forward will be to integrate these powerful tools in a way that aligns with ethical norms and international laws. And as Starlink continues to grow its potential influence on global communications, and by extension, global events, is sure to be a topic of ongoing debate and scrutiny. Now, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. If you enjoyed this conversation, we do these every day. So please hit the subscribe or the follow button on the podcast platform that you're listening on right now. Our audience is growing tremendously, and that's all because of you. It's free, and it only takes a second, and it helps out the show tremendously. Our episodes are designed to be about 10 minutes or under, making it easier to stay updated with all the latest space news. So please help us out. Hit the sub or follow button. And please also take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you on the next one.